O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, May 9th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8. 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says Yahweh Elohim, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph, there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Bamidbar, and it means in the wilderness. Numbers 1, 1 1-20 On the first day of the second month, In the second year following the exodus from the land of Egypt, Hashem spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tent of meeting, saying, Take a census of the whole Israelite community by the clans of its ancestral houses, listing the names every male head by head. You and Aaron shall record them by their groups from the age of twenty years up, all those in Israel who are able to bear arms. Associated with you shall be a man from each tribe, each one the head of his ancestral house. These are the names of the men who shall assist you. From Reuben, Elitzur, son of Shadur. From Shimon, Shelumiel, son of Zuri Shaddai. From Yehuda, Naksan, son of Aminadab. From Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zuar. From Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon. From the sons of Joseph, from Ephraim, Elishama, son of Amihud, from Manasseh, Gamliel, son of Pedhuzur, from Benjamin, Avidan, son of Gideonai, from Dan, Achiezer, son of Amishadai, from Asher, Pagiel, son of Okron, from Gad, Eliasaf, son of Duel, from Naphtali, Akira, son of Enon, 
Those are the elected of the assembly, the chieftains of their ancestral tribes. They are the heads of the contingents of Israel. So Moses and Aaron took those men who were designated by name, and on the first day of the second month they convoked the whole community who were registered by the clans of their ancestral houses, the names of those aged twenty years and over being listed head by head. As Hashem had commanded Moses, so he recorded them in the wilderness of Sinai. They totaled as follows. The descendants of Reuben, Israel's firstborn, the registration of the clans of their ancestral house, as listed by name, head by head, all males aged twenty years and over, all who were able to bear arms. 1 Samuel 5, 1-7-17 When the Philistines captured the Ark of Hashem, they brought it from Evan Ha'ezer to Ashdod. The Philistines took the Ark of Hashem and brought it into the temple of Dagon, and they set it up beside Dagon. Early the next day, the Ashdodites found Dagon lying face down on the ground in front of the Ark of Hashem. They picked Dagon up and put him back in his place. But early the next morning, Dagon was again lying prone on the ground in front of the Ark of Hashem. The head and both hands of Dagon were cut off, lying on the threshold. Only Dagon's trunk was left intact. That is why, to this day, the priests of Dagon and all who enter the temple of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod. The hand of Hashem lay heavy upon the Ashdodites, and he wrought havoc among them. He struck Ashdod and its territory with hemorrhoids. When the men of Ashdod saw how matters stood, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand has dealt harshly with us and with our God, Dagon. They sent messengers and assembled all the lords of the Philistines and asked, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be removed to Gath. So they moved the ark of the God of Israel to Gath. And after they had moved it, the hand of Hashem came against the city, causing great panic. He struck the people of the city, young and old, so that hemorrhoids broke out among them. Then they sent the ark of Hashem to Ekron. But when the ark of Hashem came to Ekron, the Ekronites cried out, They have moved the ark of the God of Israel to us to slay us and our kindred. They too sent messengers and assembled all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send the ark of the God of Israel away and let it return to its own place, that it may not slay us and our kindred. For the panic of death pervaded the whole city. So heavily had the hand of Hashem fallen there, and the men who did not die were stricken with hemorrhoids. The outcry of the city went up to heaven. The Ark of Hashem remained in the territory of the Philistines for seven months. Then the Philistines summoned the priests and the diviners and asked, What shall we do about the Ark of Hashem? Tell us with what we shall send it off to its own place. They answered, If you are going to send the Ark of the God of Israel away, do not send it away without anything. You must also pay an indemnity to him. Then you will be healed, and he will make himself known to you. Otherwise his hand will not turn away from you. They asked, What is the indemnity that we should pay to him? They answered, Five golden hemorrhoids and five golden mice, corresponding to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague struck all of you and your lords. 
You shall make figures of your hemorrhoids and of the mice that are ravaging your land. Thus you shall honor the God of Israel, and perhaps he will lighten the weight of his hand upon you and your gods and your land. Don't harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts. As you know, when he made a mockery of them, they had to let Israel go, and they departed. Therefore get a new cart ready and two milch cows that have not borne a yoke. Harness the cows to the cart, but take back indoors the calves that follow them. Take the Ark of Hashem and place it on the cart, and next to it, in a chest, the gold objects you are paying him as indemnity. Send it off, and let it go its own way. Then watch. If it goes up the road to Bet Shemesh, to his own territory, it was he who has inflicted the great harm on us. But if not, we shall know that it was not his hand that struck us, it just happened to us by chance. The men did so. They took two milch cows and harnessed them to the cart and shut up their calves indoors. They placed the Ark of Hashem on the cart together with the chest, the golden mice, and the figures of their hemorrhoids. The cows went straight ahead along the road to the Bet Shemesh. They went along a single high road, lowing as they went, and turning off neither to the right nor to the left. And the lords of the Philistines walked behind them as far as the border of Bet Shemesh. The people of Bet Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. They looked up and saw the ark, and they rejoiced when they saw it. The cart came into the field of Yehoshua of Bet Shemesh, and it stopped there. They split up the wood of the cart and presented the cows as a burnt offering to Hashem. A large stone was there, and the Leviim took down the ark of Hashem and the chest beside it containing the gold objects and placed them on the large stone. Then the men of Bet Shemesh presented burnt offerings and other sacrifices to Hashem that day. The five lords of the Philistines saw this and returned the same day to Ekron. The following were the golden hemorrhoids that the Philistines paid as an indemnity to Hashem. For Ashdod, one. For Gaza, one. For Ashkelon, one. For Gath, one. For Ekron, one. As for the golden mice, their number accorded with all the Philistine towns that belonged to the five lords, both fortified towns and unwalled villages, as far as the great stone on which the Ark of Hashem was set down to this day in the field of Yehoshua of Beit Shemesh. Hashem struck at the men of Beit Shemesh because they looked into the Ark of Hashem. He struck down seventy men among the people and fifty thousand men. The people mourned, for he had inflicted a great slaughter upon the population. And the men of Bet Shemesh asked, Who can stand in attendance on Hashem, this holy Hashem, and to whom shall he go up from us? They sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiryat Jerem to say, The Philistines have sent back the Ark of Hashem. Come down and take it into your keeping. The men of Kiryat Jerem came and took up the Ark of Hashem and brought it into the house of Aminadab on the hill, and they consecrated his son Eleazar to have charge of the Ark of Hashem. A long time elapsed from the day that the Ark was housed in Kiryat Jerem, twenty years in all, and all the house of Israel yearned after Hashem. And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you mean to return to Hashem with all your heart, you must remove the alien gods and the Ashtoreth from your midst, and direct your heart to Hashem and serve Him alone. Then He will deliver you from the hands of the Philistines. 
And the Israelites removed the Balaam and the Ashtoreth, and they served Hashem alone. Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at Mitzpah, and I will pray to Hashem for you. They assembled at Mitzpah, and they drew water and poured it out before Hashem. They fasted that day, and there they confessed that they had sinned against Hashem. And Samuel acted as chieftain of the Israelites at Mitzpah. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites had assembled at Mitzpah, the lords of the Philistines marched out against Israel. Hearing of this, the Israelites were terrified of the Philistines. And they implored Samuel, Do not neglect us, and do not refrain from crying out to Hashem our God to save us from the hands of the Philistines. Thereupon Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to Hashem. And Samuel cried out to Hashem in behalf of Israel, and Hashem responded to him. For as Samuel was presenting the burnt offering and the Philistines advanced to attack Israel, Hashem thundered mightily against the Philistines that day. He threw them into confusion, and they were routed by Israel. The men of Israel sallied out of Mitzpah and pursued the Philistines, striking them down to a point below Beth-kar. Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mitzpah and Shen and named it Evan Ha-Ezer, for up to now he said, Hashem has helped us. The Philistines were humbled and did not invade the territory of Israel again. The hand of Hashem was set against the Philistines as long as Samuel lived. The towns which the Philistines had taken from Israel, from Ekron to Gath, were restored to Israel. Israel recovered all her territory from the Philistines. There was also peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel as long as he lived. Each year he made the rounds of Bet-El, Gilgal, and Mitzpah, and acted as judge over Israel at those places. Then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there, and there too he would judge Israel. He built an altar there to Hashem. John 6, 1-21 After these things Yeshua went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. And Yeshua went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. When Yeshua lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come to him, he said to Philip, Whence shall we buy bread, that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Yeshua said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Yeshua took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Yeshua did, said, 
This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. When Yeshua therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when evening was come, his disciples went down to the sea, and they entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Yeshua was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five or twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Yeshua walking on the sea and drawing near to the ship, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at at the land where they went. Psalm 106, 13-31 They, Israel, soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram, and a fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach, to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yes, they despised the pleasant land, they believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also to Baal Peor, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague broke in upon them. Then stood up Phinehas, and executed judgment, and so the plague was stopped. And that was counted unto him for righteousness, unto all generations for evermore. Proverbs 14 32 to 33. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous has hope in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him that has understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. I'd like to speak to you today from the Torah portion from Numbers chapter 1. And I'm going to read the introduction to the book of Numbers from the Israel Bible. And if you want to follow along or visit the Israel Bible, their website is theisraelbible.com. So the introduction to the book of Numbers. When Sefer Bamidbar, literally in the wilderness, begins, the Israelites are in the wilderness having left Egypt and received the Torah and are preparing to travel to Israel. They are preparing militarily, and hence the English name of this fourth book of the Bible is Numbers, since it begins with a census in which they organize and count their ranks. 
At the same time, they are also preparing spiritually for their life as a nation, following the laws of the Torah in their ancestral homeland. However, during the course of Sefer Bamidbar, the plan becomes derailed. The people complain, turn against Hashem and his servant Moses, and they arouse the anger of the Almighty. Instead of heading immediately into the land, they are sentenced to wander the desert for 40 years. These people lost their chance to enter Israel. Only the next generation would be given that opportunity. Hashem, who is merciful and compassionate, suddenly cannot forgive them. What did the people do to deserve such a harsh punishment? Jewish tradition teaches that the generation of the wilderness committed an inexcusable infraction in that they rejected Eretz Israel. In chapter 14, they cry out, Why is Hashem taking us to that land to fall by the sword? Instead of eagerly claiming their ancestral heritage and assuming their divine mission, the people second-guess God, cynically call His will into question, and critically reject the greatest of all gifts. The rest of Sefer Bamidbar continues to depict this downward spiral. In chapter 16, they call into question the legitimacy and qualifications for the leadership of Moses and Aaron, and rebellion is launched against their leadership. Later in chapter 20, the people complain about the lack of water in the wilderness, and in yet another affront to Yahweh, they become involved in idolatry and immoral relations in chapter 25. This all started with a rejection of the land. In fact, Jewish tradition teaches that a lack of honor towards the land of Israel is the source of many calamities throughout history, including the destruction of both temples in Jerusalem. The lessons of the Bible are as relevant today as ever before. When studying Bamidbar, we must learn the lessons of the incident of the spies in order to constantly reevaluate our own relationship with the land of Israel. There's much to consider and reflect on in that opening commentary to the book of Numbers. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yevrekah Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.